everyone, my name is Gina and I'm an intern at the Health and Wellness Center. Today I'm here with Maria Sullivan, the director of Stonehills Health Services, and she's here today to talk a little bit about the flu vaccine. So welcome, Maria. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me, Gina. To start, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and what health services does? Sure, thank you. So I am the director of health services. Um, I'm also a PA or a physician assistant. I actually graduated from PA school in December of 1999, I went to Emory Medical School um, Physician Assistant Program, and I've been so happy to be a PA for all of these 20 years. Prior to coming to Stonehill, I worked for um, 13 years full-time in the ER at Brockton Hospital, so I was an emergency department PA, mm -hmm. and now I've been at Stonehill since March of 2012, and oh, wow. I've loved every minute of it. Yeah. Great. So, well, we're very lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and then health services, which is great service for students on campus. We are an appointment-based service for all of our students. We are open Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 4.30. We are appointment-based, and we really do take care of all of the acute care needs of students to help them with their physical health, mm -hmm. um, to help diagnose and treat um, anything that should come up in an acute way. And so we do hope that students feel very comfortable coming to us. We want to be available to students for any of their health care needs. We do know that last year, the um, class of 2019 that just graduated, we have a statistic that showed that 91% of that class, 2019, came to see health services at oh, some wow. point during their college career. That's so great. We know that there's high utilization. Yeah, there. a lot of people are utilizing that yes. on campus. That's awesome. Yes. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, thank you. To get a little bit about into the flu, can you just start by explaining what the difference is between the flu and a cold? Sure. Thank you. And the timing is right for this, Gina, because um, the first week of December, that happens to be National Influenza Vaccination Week. Oh, really? Yes. And I didn't so, know that. Yes. So we hope that if you haven't already taken advantage of the four mm -hmm. on-campus flu clinics that we already held, that while you're home for break, that you consider going yeah. to get your flu vaccination um, while you're home. And really, at any point, it would be great to get your flu vaccination. We know there's one thing we can count on every single year. We can count on... Fall, mm -hmm. winter, spring, and summer, we can also count on one more season, and that's flu season. Yeah. And so every year we're going to have it. Um, we mm -hmm. might as well be prepared for it. Yeah. Um, and so you asked me the question, cold versus flu. Mm -hmm. We know that they're both common respiratory illnesses. Mm -hmm. They're usually both caused by different viruses, but they are very different strains of virus. There can be some similar symptoms, but usually the flu is much worse, and it comes on in a very acute way mm -hmm. and very abruptly. So someone might be feeling well in the morning, and then by the afternoon, they are hit with some very acute symptoms. Mm -hmm. Colds and flu can share many symptoms because they are really respiratory illnesses. And so sometimes a special test has to be done to really figure out in the first stage of the illness if this is cold or flu. Um, symptoms of flu can include fever or feeling feverish or having chills, usually cough, some sore throat. There can be um, some nasal congestion, but usually some body aches, headaches, and fatigue really hit people hard. Cold symptoms are usually milder than the symptoms of flu, and people with colds are more likely to have symptoms that do not result in serious health problems. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. 
Um, so how does the flu spread? Like, how do we actually, does it go from person to person? Okay, sure. So flu viruses are thought to spread mainly by droplets made when someone with the flu coughs, sneezes, or talks. These droplets can land in the mouths or noses of people nearby. Um, also, a person could get the flu by touching something that has the flu virus on it and then touching their own mouth, eyes, or nose. Also, if people are tending to share items, um, yeah. either eating utensils or a drinking bottle. Hopefully, um, if people are smoking, we're encouraging them to quit smoking. But if people are yeah. sharing smoking items, that is an another way. Or even lip products, that's mm, another yeah. way that people can spread things. So or like makeup. That's yeah. right. It's really best to keep those things contained. Also, if you're feeling ill, if you're feeling sick, it's really best to try to self-isolate yourself as much yeah. as possible. If you're within six feet radius of someone that's coughing or sneezing, you're probably fair game to also yeah. potentially <laughs> get those germs as well. So a six-foot radius around someone that's sneezing, coughing, or showing signs of illness is is probably a good rule of thumb yeah. to keep from. Good hand washing is huge. Mm. Um, avoiding touching your own nose, mouth, face, yeah. that's really huge as well. Yeah. Are there any other besides like um, kind of avoiding people that have the flu or staying isolated if you have the flu? Is there any other way that we can prevent it? The best prevention, I'm glad you brought it up, <laughs> would be a flu vaccination. Yeah. The Centers for Disease Control is saying every single year that flu vaccination is the best way to prevent spreading the flu in a widespread way. And we know that there are certain people that are higher risk for contracting the flu. People that live in close contact with another, once mm. the flu hits, there's a better chance that they might be able to contract the flu. And so, yes, I highly recommend to our students here on campus that a flu shot is going to be the best way to prevent again that virus that we can count on happening yeah. every single year. So, yeah. Why is it important to be vaccinated just in general? Okay, that's a great question. The flu or influenza mm -hmm. is a potentially serious disease and in some cases can even lead to hospitalization. And in, in cases of people that don't have a strong immune system, it could even lead to death. Oh, wow. um, every season, the flu is different and influenza infection can affect people very differently. But if you think of it, millions of people get the flu every year. Hundreds of thousands of people are hospitalized because of the flu. Oh, wow. And then a lot of people even die from flu-related causes mm -hmm. every year. And so they do say the annual seasonal flu vaccine is the best way to help protect against the flu. Vaccination has been shown to have many benefits, including reducing the risk of flu illnesses, hospitalizations, and even risks of flu-related death, especially in children. So of the many reasons to get a flu vaccine every year, if I could summarize a little bit, that would be great. Um, yeah. It can help from getting sick with the flu. And so they do say, again, prevents millions of illnesses, flu-related doctor's visits every year. There were some, some statistics back in 2017, 2018, that flu vaccination prevented an estimated 7.1 million influenza illnesses that year. Oh it's amazing. And again, flu vaccination can reduce the risk of flu-associated hospitalizations for children, working-age adults, and older adults. It's an important preventative tool for people with chronic health conditions. Mm -hmm. So again, there might be people with heart disease or diabetes, asthma. Well, if they get a flu shot, it may help prevent some of the complications that a person with those illnesses may um, contract. Mm -hmm. 
also really great for women during and after their pregnancy. Mm -hmm. If a woman gets pregnant and then has a flu shot while she's pregnant, it also confers some protection to um, mm -hmm. the baby as well. And especially life-saving in children um, that are, can be more vulnerable. So there are really good risk factors that can be really mitigated by getting a flu shot. And then for our students, if we're thinking mm -hmm. about our students and how to make it applicable to you, because maybe students have no medical problems, maybe students have some medical problems. We know that in our community, there are students that would be benefiting from the protection because of chronic medical illness that might yeah. might have. But then if we even think about a healthy college student, well, if you're hit with the flu, you're a public health risk for spreading the flu. And so we're usually asking that students abide by what the CDC recommends, which mm -hmm. is to stay out of class and to stay out of the public until they are fever-free for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And so in some of our students, that means four or five days out of class. Yeah. And so missing four or five days of class or a practice or a performance or a rehearsal yeah. for something or a work study or a job off campus, mm -hmm. those can be really important four or five days. Now you take someone that might be sick for longer than that, yeah. you're taking them out of commission for a week or more. And, and I know our students are really conscientious about missing anything. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about the burden of having to make up a yeah. week of work, it's it's something yeah, to behold. a substantial amount of time yes. to have to miss when you yeah. can just get the flu shot. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, are there certain people who are at high risk if they should get the flu? Yes, there are. And some of the people do include some of those um, categories that we were talking about. So young children, children younger than two years old are really vulnerable. Adults 65 years old and older, people that live in close contact with mm -hmm. one another, people that are immunosuppressed, and anyone with a chronic health condition. And, and the CDC has many categories for people that they make high recommendations to get the flu shot mm -hmm. for, and that would be someone with asthma or a blood disorder or a chronic lung disease or an endocrine disorder like diabetes, heart disease, kidney disorders, liver disorders, anyone that's on any special medication, anyone with a weakened immune system. Um, so again, there are a lot of categories for people that are considered more high risk if they should get the flu. But really, the CDC does recommend that anyone, everyone over six months of age mm -hmm. should get the flu vaccine. Yeah. Is there anyone that shouldn't get the vaccine? Are there any like certain allergies or anything that can make it dangerous for that person to get the flu shot? And that's also a really good question. So children younger than six months old are too young to get a flu shot, so they cannot get vaccinated. People that have ever had an allergic reaction to a flu vaccine, mm -hmm. they probably shouldn't get another one, but they should definitely check in with their doctor yeah. about that, their healthcare provider. There may be some ingredients in a vaccine that people have had an allergy to before. Um, some people think that if you've had a severe egg allergy, that's mm -hmm. also a reason to not get a flu vaccine. But the CDC would also say, Talk to your healthcare provider about yeah. that because there may be ways around that mm -hmm. as well. So definitely, if there's any question, people should not hesitate to speak to their primary care doctor mm -hmm. um, about getting a flu vaccine. 
also if people are feeling ill in the middle of an illness yeah. with a fever and not feeling well, it's probably not the best day or days to mm -hmm. get a flu vaccine because your immune system is already trying to fight something and it's yeah. trying to work to mount a response to mm -hmm. something else. So it probably isn't best to distract it with a flu vaccine at the yeah. same time. So that would just be a little bit of a wait afterwards, but yeah. not a permanent, oh, you can't get a flu shot that season. Yeah. So when is the right time to get a flu shot? Oh, that's a great question. The right time would be before the flu hits your community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it takes two weeks for the vaccination to give you the protection you need because mm -hmm. once you get a flu shot, your body's going to form some antibodies against the flu. So during that two-week window where your body's mounting a, a response, if you were to be exposed to flu virus, you may still have a chance you could yeah. get the flu. So I would say you want to make plans early in the fall before the flu season begins. The CDC recommends that people get a flu vaccine by the end of October. Okay. And so if you think about how we plan our flu vaccine clinics yeah. here on campus, I usually plan one for around fresh check day, so mm -hmm. usually late September. And then I usually try to do two or three in October yeah. um, and then one to catch some of the stragglers in yeah. November. But since flu um, has not hit our community in, in a big way at this point, yeah. I would still say the time is still right. It's never too late to get a flu vaccine during yeah. flu season, especially if we haven't seen the flu cases yet. So I usually say when pumpkin spice, you know, flavors are yeah. in the air, think about your flu shot too. So if yeah. pumpkin season seems to be right, think about your flu shot. Yeah, that's okay? a good like, rule of thumb to have. <laughs> yes, yes. So if you're if you're still in flip-flops, maybe you have a little more time. Yeah. But if you're starting to think about pumpkins, yeah. you definitely would get and your flu shot. flu time. Yeah. yeah. So. so how does the vaccine actually work? Okay, so the vaccine works by providing a bit of inactivated um, virus so um, to mount immune response. Mm -hmm. So you receive a vaccination, your immune system recognizes that something's in your system, mm -hmm. and then it forms these antibodies against it. And those antibodies will stay circulating throughout your body, really for the amount of time that we consider to be flu season. Every year, however, we need to get a new vaccination mm -hmm. because every year there's a bit of what they call antigenic drift of the actual flu virus. And so last year's flu vaccine may not give you the protection for next year's flu virus. Oh, okay. They also think that that flu um, vaccine doesn't give you a lot of protection past a year. So yeah. that's another reason why it's a short-term protection just to last through flu season where your antibodies will be circulating, but then will need to be reacquainted the following yeah. year. And so that's why it's very important that it's an annual flu vaccine. I do have some students saying, well, I got that last year, so I don't need another one. Actually, this is one of those yeah. vaccines you need an annual pumpkin-themed yeah. <laughs> flu vaccination again. So are there different kinds of vaccines, and is one better than the other? Okay, so that's a great question, too. So there are different kinds of flu vaccines. Usually they protect against three or four strains of virus, um, circulating viruses. So you can hear something called a trivalent, tri meaning three, so it protects against three of the viruses that scientists have predicted might be in this year's flu, okay. or quadrivalent, which would be protecting against four of the strains. Mm. 
there are usually two main strains, influenza A and influenza B. And so usually the trivalent would protect against two strains of influenza A and one of B, and the quadrivalent would be protecting against two A's and two B's. Okay. And again, some recommendations are for trivalent for certain age groups or people with different chronic conditions. Mm -hmm. The CDC says this year that they would recommend an annual flu vaccination for anyone six months and older with any appropriate vaccine. And again, speak to your primary care doctor, but there's no preference expressed for any one vaccine over another this okay. year. And in fact, this year, they're reoffering the nasal spray for the last two years. Oh. They didn't think that the nasal spray gave great coverage, mm -hmm. and so they didn't recommend that particular strain um, of vaccine for past two years, but this year they say, again, it has good coverage, they think, for this year's flu strain. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Is it true that the flu shot can actually give you the flu? Okay, so that is a myth, and that's a great question. I hear that a lot. Yeah. There's no active live virus in the flu shot that that is going to cause someone to get the flu. Okay. And so sometimes people will say, well, that afternoon or the next day when I after I got my flu vaccine, I felt like I was getting sick. Mm -hmm. And the CDC and all of the studies that have tried to look at this have said that there's no physical way you can get the flu from the vaccine. Okay. And so most likely it is either an immune response to mm -hmm. your body revving against something that is recognizing is in its system, or it could have been coincidental that you were coming down with some sort of cold. Yeah. Or you could have been exposed to the flu yeah. and you could be getting actual a real <laughs> flu. But you, it is a meth, they say, that um, you can get a flu from the flu vaccine. Okay. And if somebody is already properly vaccinated, can they still get the flu? So th that can happen. Okay. And so, again, the effectiveness of each seasonal flu vaccine depends on several factors, including how well the flu strains in the vaccine match the strains in circulation. Mm -hmm. Again, scientists are working around the clock. Um, once flu season doesn't even end here, they're already yeah. looking at what the strains of this oh, virus really? were, and they're already trying to plan for next year's wow. flu vaccine yeah. because it takes that long to develop it and mm -hmm. then manufacture it. And so they do have to make some estimated studies to see what the vaccine strains are and hope that there's not too much antigenic drift throughout mm -hmm. the summer for us. Yeah. And then hopefully there'll be a good match. Some studies do show that when strains in the vaccine are a good match with the ones that are circulating, vaccinated individuals are 60% less likely to catch the flu than people who aren't vaccinated. So yes, there's still a chance you can get the flu, mm -hmm. even if you've had the flu vaccine. Effectiveness of the vaccine also can vary depending on the person being vaccinated. Mm -hmm. In other words, does it tend to work best in healthy adults and older children? Yes. Does it work as well in older adults with chronic medical conditions? Probably not mm -hmm. as well. They do say many studies have been done. They suggest that individuals who do get sick, even if they've gotten the flu shot, develop less severe symptoms because they've gotten okay. some partial protection yeah. if they're vaccinated. 
they do find that people who got the flu shot were less sick than mm-hmm. if they hadn't been and less likely to be hospitalized with the flu. So okay. we still do see, see some good protection there. Yeah, it's still beneficial even if you can still get the flu. That's right. Good to know. All right. And my last question for you, we are on a college campus, so we have a lot of students that do some traveling, whether it's studying abroad or a service trip. So if somebody is traveling abroad or they're going on a service trip with a population that might be vulnerable, should they get the flu shot? I would I would highly recommend yeah. that they do that. And I feel like that's a two-pronged answer, too. You know, one issue is to protect yourself as the traveler, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll be traveling maybe in close contact with a lot of other people. Yeah. Um, maybe one in that group was starting to get sick but didn't realize it even as mm-hmm. they were starting out with the trip or with the travel. You might be on many types of different public transportation. You might be on planes, trains, or automobiles, yeah. um, vans, buses, where there could be people that could have flu symptoms. That you know, And again, you're in close contact with people. And so things get to spread pretty easily when you don't have that six-foot yeah. radius that gives you a little bit of protection from coughing, sneezing, people with germs. Also from, I would say, from a social justice issue, When you think about it, you might be traveling, especially if you're doing a service trip or hope trip, to an area that maybe has less availability of flu Mm -hmm. vaccine, less access to health care, maybe living with people that are considered a more vulnerable population and they don't have the privilege of getting a flu vaccine. And so for a traveler to go into a community and maybe potentially bring an infection with them also seems like something to think about. And if there's a way to reduce that potential and to maybe get some protection from a flu shot, Mm -hmm. um, it is a step in the right direction. Again, if you are a traveler and you're planning to go study abroad or doing an internship Mm -hmm. or go on a hope trip, it's really paramount that, you know, again, the holiday break, the winter break before you leave, two weeks before you leave, you want to make sure you have that shot so that you have that chance to have that protection conferred and again, we're thinking about things from the Northern Hemisphere. And so our flu season comes first. But mm-hmm. as you go towards April to September, that will be kind of flu season for the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> so it does drift. And that's yeah. that's um, also interesting and something to think about. So depending on when you're traveling, mm-hmm. you know, it may not be too late to get your yeah. your flu shot. So I think it's really important to think about that to offer that protection both to yourself, to your fellow travelers, Mm -hmm. and to the group that you might be serving or working with. Great. Well, thank you so much again for joining us today. And if anyone listening wants any more information, feel free to visit either the health and wellness page or the health services page on the Stonehill website. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me today. Yes. And don't forget to get vaccinated. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. All right.